want to know more about you. We want to know more about worshiping you. We want to know more about our heart being open to receive from you, Father. And we thank you today. We believe that we shall receive. And we thank you that your word is true. And Father, we thank you that everyone that agrees, Father, to th with this prayer, we thank you that your lives will continue to be blessed and changed in Jesus' name. And everyone say, I agree. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to 1 Samuel. That's where we'll take our text this morning. But, oh, man, I tell you what, we're going to look at the life of David, but we begin looking at the life of Saul. So 1 Samuel, say 1 Samuel, chapter 13, verses 13 and 14. I'll be reading from the New King James Version this morning, but I want you to see this. This is so important. I believe an important element that the body of Christ has somewhat, not everybody, has gotten away from. Spending time just worshiping God. Spending time allowing him to minister to you. Do you know, I've learned over the years, and I'm sure you have too, that man, if you ever had a situation, have you ever had a problem in your life, you can, we can go around and ask so many people, help me, help me, I need this, I need that, and try to get all this counsel and everything done. But you know what? Just Spending some time in the presence of God and just worshiping him, he begins to speak to you. He begins to touch you. He begins to answer your prayers. But, whoa, we've backed up from that. It's as if, oh, I don't have time. But I encourage you, go to the source, the source, for whatever you need. Is he your creator? Yes. Then we already said that he'll supply you every need. Then that's what we do. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. So we find ourselves this morning reading 1 Samuel 13, 13 through 14. Now, let me share this with you, our focus. If you're taking notes. Our focus for this series in dealing with, actually, the heart of worship. Say, the heart of worship. So our focus this morning is it's all about you. It's not about us. How many of you know that it's not about you? It's not about me. It's all about him. So what we're saying to the Lord is, Lord, it's all about you. That's what we're saying. Jesus, here it is, you're looking into my heart. Do you know that he can see what's in our heart? Glory to God. And when you come to him, I mean, you know, how many of you have ever been at a point in your life where you say, Lord, I just can't go no more. I just can't do nothing else. And then you say, Lord, you know what's in my heart anyway. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Because he's looking into your heart. Wow. Let's read our text. Let's read our text. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord, your God, which he commanded you, for now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Do you see that? But then he goes on and says, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself. Now, this is important. The Lord has sought. Everybody say sought. So he's seeking here. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be a commander over his people because you have not kept what the Lord has commanded you. Wow. I think about that. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about what happened here. Saul was king for 40 years at this moment in time in his life. You begin to understand that you see from the very beginning of time, God was saying to his people this. I don't want you to have a king. I am your king. I want to be your king. 
I want to be the one that you come to. But the people, during that time, they murmured, they complained, and they wanted the king. Do you know why they wanted the king? Because, you see, all the other people around them had kings. In other words, they were saying they had their god or they had kings and they had, had someone to have a face. Everybody say face. And so, in other words, they were being mocked at. I mean, the Israelites were being laughed at because they said, where is your god? Where is your king? You don't even have a king. And then the people began to buy into the murmuring and buying into the complaining. And then they went, of course, to God and they went and said, we want a king. And God was like, no, you don't need a king. I'm your king. We want a king. We want to see someone that has a face like all, like all the other kingdoms. Wow. God didn't want it. But then what God did, he said, okay, because you've asked for it. See, they wanted someone who was tall and, and looked rugged and, and, and strong and, and looked, you know, I mean, just someone that looks like a king, someone that looked royal. So they picked Saul. But what they didn't know about Saul, that Saul may have looked like that on the outside, but on the inside, Saul had issues in his life. Saul wouldn't listen to God. Saul did his own thing. And we understand the story. I don't want to spend a lot of time about that. But then God began, as he spoke to Saul, he said, at this moment, this day, at this time, I'm removing the kingdom out of your hands. But he said, I'm giving it to someone that has a heart after me. See, God was looking into his heart. And what he's seen in his heart, he wasn't pleased with. God will look into our hearts. What is he seeing in your heart? What is he seeing in my heart? Oh, but then you see, David was chosen. But you begin to look at David's life because they all, as the prophet of God went to Jesse's house, you begin to understand that all the brothers lined up. They were looking good where? On the outside. And here this young man is out in the field tending sheep. And God again, he just said, listen, to Saul, I'm looking for a man after my own heart. Well, when he looked at all the brothers, they said, he said, that's, that's not them. No one, they're not here. What did the prophet say to Jesse? Are these all of your sons? And he said, no, I have one more. You know what he was doing? He wasn't just out there keeping the sheep. He was out there worshiping God. And he said, bring them here. And as the prophet of God seen them coming, the Lord told him, that's him. He's the one. But then we think about, but wait a minute. What about David's life? David sinned. David had so much junk going on in his life, too. Come on, somebody. I mean, think about David. David is peeping over the banister, if you will, looking at Bathsheba and saying, oh, wanting to be with her. Come on, committing adultery, having a child. And then he turns around and God says, don't number Israel. And he numbers Israel. What I'm saying is that David had issues in his life too. What was different about David than Saul? Because his heart. Mm, he had a heart after God. So David wasn't perfect. But David, when he messed up, he stepped up. Come on. He repented. And he said, Lord, here I am. Forgive me for my sins. And what did he do? God forgave him. Because he knew that David would come back to him all the time because David had a heart after God. You begin to say, well, how could God use that? Because he looked into his heart. And he began 
to understand that David would worship him. No matter what the circumstances may be, no matter what's going on in his life. In other words, David, if I can say this, was one who knew what God required of him. He required of the Lord. Wow. Let's continue. Let's talk about a few more things. But David, understand this, was a man after God's own heart. We want to look at some of the Psalms that David wrote, and I want you to see how important it is in dealing with, with worship here. I'm going to give you four things. Everybody say four. Four things that is going to help you as we're going to go. Now, we're not going to try to cover all these four this morning, so I may just cover one. Is that all right? But these, this is where we're going over the next few weeks. That this morning, I want to I guide you through David's life, guide you through his heart, if you will, his heart of worship. And the four areas that we're going to look at this morning, one is David had a heart for God's glory. He wanted God to be glorified. Two, David had a listening heart that he would listen to God. Not only that, you know what? David had a repentant heart. Wow, Lord God, do we need that today? And then fourthly, David had an uncompromising heart. And as I said before and sharing with you, listen, David messed up. But he recognized it. Everybody say recognized it. He owned up to it. He learned from it. He grew from it. Are you listening? And he didn't repeat it. Wow. Important. So can God use someone like that today? Absolutely. He's looking into your heart. He's looking into my heart. He's looking for those that would have a heart of worship. 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 Psalms 22. Let's turn there. Psalms 22, verses 22 through 23. It opens the door. It helps us to look into David's heart, what he was going through in his life. And, it's, and, and it begins to say, and I want you to see this. It's so important because you begin to understand that through praise and through worship, David longed to be with God. David longed to commune with God. David longed to worship him. Verse 22 of Psalm 20, 22, verse 23. I will proclaim your name to my brothers. I will praise you in the congregation. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. All you descendants of Israel, revere him. And then we go on and look at Psalms 103. Oh, I know you know this psalm. Psalms 103. What we're talking about here, the first area is a heart for God's glory. What David is saying here is, Lord, I want to give you glory. I want to give you honor. I want to give you praise. And so we can see here through these verses that, that we're reading, we've just read, and, and, and I'm telling you, so powerful, it says, David is saying, I will proclaim your name. I'm going to praise. I'm going to proclaim you to my brothers. Wow. And then he goes on and says, but this, listen, you who fear the Lord, that means if you respect the Lord, you honor the Lord, you reverence the Lord, praise his name. We should praise him. Do you, do you honor the Lord? Do you respect the Lord? Do you have a holy fear for God? Then we should be praising his name all the time. Everybody say all the time. Glory to God. Now listen, Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5. I love this. For some of you, it's probably one of your favorite. But listen to this, what David is saying. My soul, praise the Lord. And all that is within me, praise his holy name. And of course, some translation says, oh, my soul, praise the Lord. And do not forget all his benefits. 
He forgives all your sin, heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with goodness. Your youth is renewed like an eagle. If that is not praise, if that is not worship, I don't know what is. He's saying, oh, my soul. And I mean, found from deep within his heart, deep within his being. He's saying here, I will praise the Lord. When you get in, 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 in a tough time, in a circumstance or a situation, that's not the time to run from God. That's the time to run to God. And that's the time to lift your hands up, lift your voice up, and begin to praise God. How about at midnight? You know where I'm going. Paul and Silas. Man, I'm if we cannot learn from them, I don't know who to learn from. I mean, have you, have you ever, maybe you felt like physically or even spiritually, man, you were in stocks and, and bonds and you were held up. You couldn't go anywhere. It seemed like the enemy had you bound. But I'd say at midnight. Man, when you got together, say, wait a minute. You say, I'm going to pray about this thing. I'm no longer going to allow this thing to, to bind me. I'm never going to allow. I'm going to stop allowing it to hold me back. I'm going to begin to lift up my voice, lift up my hands, and give you praise, God. And I'm going to begin to worship you. I don't care who hears me. Have you ever worshipped God right at your workstation? Come on, somebody. How about worshiping God? When you even, I know you worship, and you're singing in your car. You got your music thumping. I mean, you're throwing down. People come by looking at you like, whoa, who's that? And you roll your window down and all you hear about Jesus. That's good. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. But when you get to work and all of a sudden you got a pep in your step, you got a glide in your stride. Man, you are excited about the things of God. And all you say is, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I praise you. Man, they say, what is, what is, what is he doing? And it's Monday. Come on now. Because when you have a heart, after God, when you worship God, it doesn't matter what day it is, you're going to give him praise. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. What are you going to do? You're going to give him praise. Oh, we need to come back to a heart of worship. We need to come back to, I mean, getting on our knees and worshiping God no matter what's going on in our lives. Come on. Now, don't misunderstand me. I thank God for self-help. I thank God for, for counseling and all that, and that's great. I believe it has its place. Like I thank God for doctors. I thank God for dentists. I thank God. I mean, come on. All you got to do is have a couple of your teeth fall out. You're going you to be so happy that you find a dentist. You know what I'm talking about. So we thank God for that. All right. So don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. But I will tell you, nobody will do you like Jesus. Nobody will do you like Jesus. It doesn't matter if you have teeth or no teeth. Come on. God, God, God will do what? Come on, somebody. See, you know what I'm saying? I mean, here, just do something on the inside. And it's just, just cause you, I mean, it's just on the inside to rise up and give him praise. He'll give you a shout in the middle of, listen, in the middle of whatever you're doing. You could be cooking the meal. All of a sudden, you get a shout going on. You know what I'm talking about? A heart of worship. Oh, God, help us to come back. A heart of worship. You see, David understood this, that at all times, and in all circumstances, that it is God's glory that must be the focus of his life. This is what we must understand. That in all occasions, in all times, in all situations, God's focus must be our priority. Not other things. I, I believe that's what hinders us. Now, we can, listen, we can have fun. I mean, I, listen, I, I was rooting for, you know, the Gators. I know some of you need help, you know. I understand we got some Seminole fans here, but they won, I believe. They didn't really play anybody, but they won, you understand. The strength of schedule. I ain't going to talk about all that, you know. But anyways, 
I know you're saying wait till the end of the season. I got it. Okay. Anyways, let's move on. So, however, I mean, you can get excited. I mean, I'm in the living room. I'm yelling at the TV. The TV can't hear me. Come on. I'm, I mean, I'm shouting, come on, and all this stuff like that, making all this noise. You know, my family told me, Betty told me, and Gina told me, so, oh, dad's home now. So I was gone, taking care of business. All of a sudden, I stepped in the house. All right, who's playing? What's going on? Making all that noise. But listen, when we come to church, what we do? I mean, sometimes we're sitting here. Let's see. I got to get groceries today. Oh, wait a minute. Did I, did I put that roast in the oven? Oh, wait a minute. Let me see. And I got to get some money after church. Oh, oh, we worshiping God right now? You see, not our focus, not our priority. We had other things going on. You know, what we think about what we did last night. You know what I'm saying? And not that you did anything wrong. I'm saying you just think about what you did last night. And you're hanging out and say, oh, man, I had a great time with my friends. That's fine. But what are you doing now? You're having a great time with God right now. See, because last night was last night, but this morning is this morning. This is a time to worship God. Let me tell you what he said. David, and I believe what he meant here, because he's talking about that his focus was for God's, on God's glory. The focus of his heart, not, not David's heart, his heart, his time. Come on, his attention. Are you listening to me? In his life. Lord, what do you want? You see, a lot of times we say we want God to do something with our time. What are we doing with his time? Are we giving him attention or we want, or we want God to give us attention? Uh-oh. Come on now. What are we doing with our attitude? A heart of worship. Oh, Lord, we're coming back to a heart of worship. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to prepare your hearts for communion. If you'll begin right now and, and, and think about everything that has happened so far, I want you to think about what the Lord has done in your life. Up until this moment in this time, I want you to realize how faithful God has been to you. Has he not been faithful to you? Has he not been good to you? And we began to to realize the goodness of God and we're coming back. Say, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to a heart.